Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 525. One of the things that I've enjoyed doing and has helped me very, very much is to surround yourself with people that are better than yourself. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Mark Lyon. Mark, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Certainly am. All right. Great to have you here. Mark Lyon is the Managing Director at GTO Engineering based in Berkshire in the United Kingdom. The company is one of the world's leading specialists in classic Ferraris. Their team of skilled engineers restore, repair, and race prepare any Ferrari model from the 166 Inner to the 365 GTB 4 Daytona and beyond. GTO Engineering also provides the world's biggest classic Ferrari parts department, buying, manufacturing, and selling thousands of parts to their customers around the world. Mark has facilities in the UK, Atlanta, Los Angeles, and an office in New York. And past guests here related to his business are Thomas Martin from GTO London and Steve Cottrell, who's the West Coast Operations Manager. Mark, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Could you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion and love for Ferrari automobiles? Yeah, well, I've always loved cars. I read every car magazine I could find when I was a boy and uh, knew all the specifications off by heart and loved the technical aspect as well. The performance, I had an interest in engineering, and I, I went to study engineering. And while I was there, I worked hard at college. Um, I was approached by a, a gentleman who had a Ferrari shop that also did Jaguars and Astons and racing cars. And I ended up going to work for him. I did an apprenticeship there and was there for, for a few years. Um, had a very happy time there, learned a tremendous amount. Then went to work in London, ran a garage there. Then I actually went back to my first employer. He asked me to go back. I ran his workshop for a number of years, had a great time there before setting up on my own, actually just working from my house, um, and then grew the business as well as I could. <laughs> well, grow the business is an understatement because of the reach that you have now around the world to Ferrari collectors is absolutely spectacular. And we're going to learn a lot more about that as we move through the questions. But first, 
I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life, your business, your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Mark, take the wheel. Yes, well, I've thought about this for, for a little while, and I think the one that I keep coming back to is something my mother used to tell me, that there is no such word as cannot. Mm. <laughs> you know, I love that, and we're recording this a day after Mother's Day, so that's very appropriate. Well, tell me a little bit about how you've incorporated that concept into the businesses you've built, because you've built a very unique niche business here, so I would assume you've come up against a lot of hardships, and we're going to talk about challenges and failures in a minute, but how have you incorporated that uh, great phrase that your mother shared with you into your business? Well, I think there are often people that surround you and are with you and perhaps who are helping you who say, Mark, that's simply impossible, we can't do it. Mm. It can't be done, it, it can't be done or it can't be done on time or it can't be done for an event or you will never make that race meeting. And we've always had tried to to bring that philosophy into our business that, no, we can do it and we're going to do it. Yeah, you just figure out a way. Very entrepreneurial, the persistence uh, nature of, of entrepreneurs. Boy, that's something that comes up here a lot here at Cars, yeah. Well, let's go back in time here. You talked about when you were a lad and you read car magazines and things, but is there a pivotal point in your life when you really realized that you were a car guy, that you've been bitten by the bug? Well, I think I always knew that I was a car guy, and I always wanted to drive cars and have fun in cars, but I didn't actually expect to have a, a career in cars. Oh. Um, I explored a few other things, and... Um, my father actually said to me, he said, you know what, just go and study engineering. He said, because even if you don't do it for a job, he said, it'll always be a great qualification to have. He was an engineer. Um, so I did that, and it kind of grew and evolved into, and then when I started working on cars, I realized that's really what I wanted to do. It was, it was actually, it was that moment when I was actually starting to get really, get to grips with the technical aspect of it, the fabrication, mm -hmm. the the machining, the engine building, all those things. I just loved it. Was there a point in time, I know your your niche and your business is Ferrari, so you picked a, a pretty darn incredible mark because everybody in the world knows what Ferrari is, but you've picked vintage Ferraris too, which kind of niches down even further. Was there a, a first moment you laid hands on a Ferrari or you got to sit in a Ferrari or even drive a Ferrari when you went, this is what I want to be around? Yeah, well, I think one of the first cars that I worked on was a was a 750 Monza with a with a V12 engine, and I just really loved that car. And, and I think from then on, you know, we worked on some other really great cars, some great Aston Martins, some great Jaguars, some great racing cars. But I think the the the, the way that Ferraris were made, the artistry that was used in, in all their mechanical components, as opposed to you know other cars that can be a little bit crude, mm. um, I think that just something I really loved. It's very apparent that you did fall in love with Ferraris for sure. Well, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and get our hands a little dirty. Certainly something you're not afraid of doing, having worked on cars, getting your hands on cars, fabricating parts and so forth. But would you share with our audience and with me a huge challenge or even better, a big failure that you faced along your, your career along the way? But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that situation and how did you move forward? What did it teach you? Well, I think I would say that we still face challenges and, you know, there is a certain element of failure in everything you, that challenges you. 
Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest problems or, or difficulties that I've ha- encountered was was delegation. I think that's one of the toughest things to do, especially when you like to do everything yourself. Uh, kind of feel that maybe no one else will do it quite like you do, yeah. and your business is growing, and you're trying to do a lot more things, and you realise that somehow you've got to stand back a bit and and let go. Yes, you know this is a really really important. A uh, point, especially for entrepreneurs, because we all, and me included, you feel like you want things done a certain way and you can't quite get that from someone else. What are some of the techniques you've used to allow you to delegate more, allow you to step back so that you can hand some of these reins off in different aspects of your business so you can focus on the bigger pictures? Well, I think you have to accept that there will be problems, there will be difficulties, you know, and, and don't get too it's important not to get too disheartened when one or two problems do happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to keep trying. And I think the other thing is you have to take advice. Ah. Um, people speak to other people who've grown businesses, may not even be automotive, maybe something quite disconnected, but everybody who's grown a business faces these problems. Find out what they did, find out how they did it, what, what, the, what the pathway was. Uh, and, and also employ people who can help you to manage people. Yes, very important. Well, excellent points and very, very important for anyone trying to grow their business from that first hire to that hundredth hire, that thousandth hire, uh, really, really key. So it's a great lesson to learn. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. Would you share a story with me that is, is kind of a career aha moment? It's one of those points in time when those Marshall headlights come on, we say, and illuminate your way for this new direction you have with your business, a new concept, and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Well, I would say, actually, there's been a lot of those aha moments. I think I've been very fortunate. Um, things have opened up for me that I didn't expect to. But I, the one I've, I've picked out is we were working in some in some fairly small facility in, in, a, in a town that I live close to, um, and we were very overcrowded there. We didn't have enough room. It was in a very difficult location because it was very, very busy. And we did a little bit of work for a legendary guy called Tony Merrick, who mm. some people will have heard of. Yes. And he was a good pal of mine, and he used to race and work on Alphas and ERAs, and mostly pre-war cars. Mm-hmm. And he ran me up one day and said, Mark, he said, I'm not feeling that well. He said, why don't you come down and take over my business? Oh, wow. So I was like, I was so flabbergasted, I hardly knew what to say. So anyway, I went, I went down and saw him, and I'd, I'd never actually been to his place before. And he was in a beautiful farm, in a, in a very beautiful setting, rural setting. And I was, my breath was taken away, frankly. And it took us a year to do the deal. So we took on his business with his staff, with his clients. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that really propelled us into another level and, and and we were there for the next 14 years oh my gosh <laughs> well that was a fortuitous phone call my goodness yeah <laughs> well you know what's your takeaway from that what can you share with our listeners out there that is a takeaway from that kind of situation most people would say well you just got lucky the right person called you but i think there was probably more to it than that i think i've had a few opportunities like this and we've We've, made, we've worked very hard to make them work. You know, sometimes these things, when you look at them the first time round, you go, do you know what, I can't afford it. 
I don't think I can manage it. I, I think it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that coming at it from the other side of the coin a little bit and saying, let's see if there's a way we can make this work. Yeah. And as I said, it, it, it took us a year to, to figure it out and work out how we were going to do it. And it was, it was you know, we had to be pretty creative about the way we, we, we thought about it. But I think that's the important thing with these things. You know, you, you dropped another golden nugget there about being creative about the way you thought about it. Uh, looking at a situation from all different facets is so important. And it kind of goes back to your last answer, too, with delegating, realizing you've got to bring the right people on board, the right people to help you. You've got to be willing to step back because now you're going from a small operation to a bigger operation with a lot of lot of moving parts involved. So uh, what a wonderful story. Fantastic. That was really, really nice of that friend of yours. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many. You've been doing some recent expansions. You've got this new Los Angeles facility. What is your proudest career moment? Well, I think as far as cars are concerned and, and, the, and the Ferrari restoration side of the business, I think there's two things that I'm, as well as the, the huge amount of cars I've worked on, both, both within my own business and, and before I had my own business when I was working with other people, mm-hmm. we had five 250 GTOs in our shop at one time, and I thought I was very proud of that. I thought, oh, my gosh. Achievement. Yes. And we also worked on around about a third of all the short wheelbases ever produced. And those are, those are nice things to do, say. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm proud of them, but I'm pleased to do say them. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine standing back and seeing those cars in your shop. The people that own them have entrusted their cherished yeah. jewels and investments. <laughs> Very big investments for you to take care of. So uh, what a spectacular moment. Yeah, definitely something to be proud of. I, I'm absolutely sure. There's a lot of options for people out there around the world for Ferrari specialists. So uh, very cool. Now, let's have a little bit of fun here. I'd love to go back in time and ask you to share your first, I'm going to emphasize the word first, really special car. And maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, actually, I I haven't owned that many special cars because. I've worked on them, so I, I haven't had the hunger to own incredibly special cars of my own. But mm-hmm. we did have one real fun car that we I had a few years ago, which was we had a 250 GTE Ferrari, which we made into a replica of the police car that Ferrari produced for, for the police in, in 1962 or three. Oh, my goodness. And we we had a lot of fun with that car. I, I drove it into Goodwood a few times and went up the hill in it and... Um, we, we, you could take that car anywhere and you'd get in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would a, think so. <laughs> one of the best tickets I've ever had. Yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen the original version of that. Nowadays, you see car makes like Lamborghini or you look at some old Porsches where they made cars for the Highway Patrol or the Autobahn or police departments and so forth. I'm not so sure I've ever seen that. Do you still have that vehicle? No, I don't. I sold it, but we they only ever made two of them. And the, one of the cars was, was written off in the first week. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> destroyed. So we figured that we could kind of legitimately make another car as the second car, which was destroyed in its day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. We had, we, had a, we had a race with a police car in the UK with it, and they just laughed so much when we stopped at the roundabout at the end of the straightway. Um, so yeah we we had a a lot of good times with that car oh i would think so what a really fun car you know 
I have a past guest, Spike Fairston, who does a television show here in the U.S., and a car matchmaker, and he just purchased a VW Bug that is a police car, German police car. So he loves driving that thing around Malibu and uh, West Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, everybody gives him a thumbs up and a picture. So I, I see why you had so much fun in that, especially being a Ferrari. My goodness. Well, how about a car that you own that you let go? Is there one seller's remorse story you can shed with a tear here that you really wish you had that vehicle back? Yes, there is. Uh, um, the first car, the first decent car that I had was a Mini Cooper, Mini Cooper S Mark One with the twin tanks, and, cool. and it was in pieces. It was in pieces when I bought it, and I was pretty young. And I was restoring the car, and you know, when you do your own, when you do the first car of your own, it's like it, you do it very, very well and very carefully and slowly. And I, I did a, I was fairly on, well along through the restoration, and. I wanted to buy a house, my first house, mm-hmm. and I had to sell the car to buy the house. Yep. And I never actually got to drive it. And I, I've always felt rather sad about that. Oh, well, you know, we all have those stories, cars. I've, I've heard it now in the past 524 guests, cars that uh, <laughs> people have had to let go for, you know, houses or businesses or children's education funds, in my case, or whatever it might be. You know, at least it went to a good cause. But, yeah, I wish maybe you could find the person that has it and it could let you take it for a drive. Yeah, that would be good. That would be really neat. Yeah. yeah, that would be fun. Very cool. Well, let's talk about today and current projects in the future. I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit more about your business. Describe what's going on. What are you looking forward to? As I mentioned earlier, you just expanded. You've got offices all over the world now. Uh Kind of enlighten and educate our listeners as to what GTO Engineering is up to. Well, I think on a, on a business front, we would like to be, become a global company. Um, it's something that nobody else in the historic car game has really done. Um, so we're looking to, you know, once we've got a settled in in Los Angeles, we're looking to expand to other parts of the world, um, some of the eastern areas. We've actually recently taken on a, a, a guy from that that location mm-hmm. to help us with that. Um, on on a technical or, or on, the, on the car side of it, I think what we really enjoy doing best is making things. Mm. And by that, I mean I can remember very well in, in the in the eighties and the and the nineties. You know, we had many many cars coming just in boxes, all in pieces, and the challenge and the thrill of putting that stuff together, finding the bits that weren't there making some of the bits, and then ending up with a car you could drive. For me, that is probably the ultimate. It's one of the reasons why we did the reproduction cars, because there's not many restorations like that around anymore. And you get the odd one, but they're becoming rarer and rarer. So to make a car from from ground up, that's something that we really enjoy doing. And also, we like making parts. You know, Our parts business is, is is a very big component of our overall business now. And we love making new things. We love challenges. We're just, you know, it's things like we've we've um, we've recently made an electronic distributor for our distributor, which is completely you cannot tell it from the original item. It still has points in the top. The electronics are all hid underneath. The USB port is hidden behind the badge. Um, so there's that that kind of thing. We really like those challenges. We're just looking at making carburetors which will look identical to the carburetors original carburetors which will have fuel injection inside them oh wow um, so those are the kind those are the kind of things that that we that make us want to get up every day 
You know, that is really fascinating that you can get some modern technology, but when you look into the engine bay, everything looks original, which is so important on old Ferraris. And of course, parts are so hard to find. So so I could bring a car to you. You could restore it. You could build it. I could call you and order parts for my Ferrari, depending on what it is. So there's all different aspects to your business. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think um, that what you just said is, is very key to what we do, is, is keeping it look absolutely correct, but making just doing those small things that make it work better. Especially for those uh, Ferrari owners, and bless them, who take their cars out and drive them, take them on tours and rallies or racetracks. Yep. And I mean, those are the ones that I like. You go to Laguna Seca or a Cavalino event to the racetrack there, and you see guys out on the track driving these cars. And uh, yeah, as it should. Well, Mark, here's a very introspective question for you. Kind of a funny question, maybe. If you were a car, I think I know the answer to this, but <laughs> if you were a car, what kind of car would Mark be and why? Well, I, I may surprise you here. And it's, as everybody knows, I, I'm, I'm a Ferrari man through and through. But I think if I was going to be a car, I think I'd be a Delahaye. Oh, my gosh. And you did surprise me. A Delahaye. Okay, well, let's go into this a little further. Why a Delahaye? Because I can remember when I was in my late teenaging years, and um, I was working in the, in, the, in the middle of London, which, like Los Angeles and New York and these other big cities, is a you know, young kid is an exciting place to be and to work. And one of these clients turned up for, for some work for me to do on the car. And I just thought that is just an incredibly fantastic out-of-the-box looking car, just so unique and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I drove the car. And actually, you know, those cars drive really, really well. Mm. It had the little Kotal gearbox, which I thought was a fascinating, just like a jewel thing yes. on, on the dashboard. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I've never really done anything on them since. But every time I see one, I think of that day back in London, and I think, yeah, that's such a cool car. Have you been able to go up to the Mullen Museum to see the the beautiful cars they have up there and, of course, some of the Delahays? I haven't, actually. I'd I'd love to go. I've seen many pictures of it. Um, But, yes, I must put that into my diary. Oh, you have to. Yeah, Peter was a guest here on the show, and the museum, uh, you would... You would go crazy there. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. It's just a couple hours north, I think, of where your facility is in Los Angeles. You've got to make yes. the time. It's it's a. You should treat yourself, Mark. Definitely. I know you're yeah. a busy guy, but uh, I think you'd have a really nice time there. Well, Mark, up next is the is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle? both the exterior and the interior. It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. 
Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Mark, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready to go? I certainly am. All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, I've, I think I've been very fortunate to have received a lot of advice. You know, there's a lot of very talented, experienced, uh, gifted people out there. And I can, I suppose one of the things I can remember is with my very early years working on cars, I, I was an apprentice for a guy who'd actually worked for the Bentley boys in the 20s, so he was quite an old man. Wow. Um, and he said to me, he said, Mark, he said, just remember, he said, when you do anything on a car, he said, it doesn't matter if it's building an engine or building a rear, rear axle or putting a wiring loom in a car or fabricating some bracketry, he said, you leave your signature on the car mm. <laughs> and I always have thought about that because you know it doesn't matter if you can't see he said he said to me remember he said if you have to if someone takes the engine apart you might think it's a piece that no one can see but he said someone will see it and your signature will be on it yes you know that's a wonderful piece of advice I had somebody give me some similar advice when I was young about when you meet people for the first time and they, and this person said the same thing. You leave your signature on somebody the first time you meet them. So that impression, that first impression is so important. So I love that. Wonderful. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Well, I don't know about success, but I think the important thing, especially with an engineer, is to have a balance. So you need to be methodical. You need to be tidy. You need to be orderly. But you also have to be commercial and you have to be go-getting. You've got to bear in mind what the cost of the, the, the service you're doing is going to be. And I think that's where I, I see it a lot every day, where a lot of mechanics and engineers fail, is that they, they don't have that perspective from both sides. Mm, mm, great. I love it. Now, how about a resource? There are a lot of great resources out there today, especially with the World Wide Web. But is there one in particular that you really enjoy? I think the Barketta website is very a very useful tool for Ferrari people. Mm. Now, people are very quick to criticize it, and I know there's faults there and there's things that aren't always quite right, and, and sometimes it can get manipula manipulated by people. Mm -hmm. But no one else has done anything anywhere near as good, and certainly no one's done anything better. I, I would like to do something similar to that myself when I'm ready for it. There you go. I can't wait for that. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read recently that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? I don't read a lot of automotive books these days. I used to read everything. Mm -hmm. But as you get busier, you tend to filter out some of that stuff. Yeah. I think one of the most significant books that I've 
used. And, and people, again, will criticise it because I say it's a bit out of date and some of the facts in there are wrong now because people have found out things since it was written. But I still think one of the one of the best Ferrari books for sure is Jess Poirier's Ferrari 250 GT book, which Keith Blumel partners in with. Uh, Jess Poirier is a good friend of mine, a wonderful man. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's a terrific book. And anybody who's at all interested in Ferrari should read it. All right. Well, great recommendations. Listeners, you can find all these great resources at Mark's show notes page on carsyad.com slash Mark Lyon. His last name is L-Y-O-N. There's a great place on the Cars Yad website called Guest Recommended Books where this book and all the past 524 guest books are listed for quick, easy links to buy. All right. We are up to the checkered flag, Mark. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your personal garage, this is something you got to keep. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. But money's no object. I'll buy you whatever car you'd like today. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? That's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think it's probably going to have to be a 250 Testarossa. Ooh, okay. And there's a very close follow-up, not almost the same, and that's a Jaguar D-Type. Oh, wow. Well, um, So that might surprise you too. Um, I love open sports racing cars. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 250, let's focus in on that since we're talking GTO engineering and Ferraris here. What is it about that car that appeals to you so much? I know they had a year back or so on the lawn at Pebble Beach. They had a whole bunch of those the pontoon fendered versions and the others. Uh, what is it about that car that just tugs on your heart? Well, I think you know, they're comfortable to drive. The, the ride's comfortable. The handling's wonderful. The engine's terrific. The noise is terrific. The gearbox is lovely. And I think it's a really good package. I think it's a, just a great car. I, I did the Pebble Beach tour that year with it when the TRs were there, and, and we had a great time. Um, yeah, I think... As a driving experience, and they're also obviously beautiful to look at, but as a driving experience, which at the end of the day is, of course, the most important thing, I think they're just phenomenal. Oh, gosh, I would love – I've I've sat in one. I've never been able to drive one, but uh, I got to spend a day around one, um, the original uh, prototype car, uh, taking pictures of it. But, uh, yeah, they are just gorgeous. Ah, beautiful cars. Well, great choice. Mark, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your amazing journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 250TR? I think one of the things that I've enjoyed doing and has helped me very, very much is to surround yourself with people that are better than yourself. Mm. <laughs> yes. Particularly in a, a particular area. You know, no, nobody... Oh, very few people, anyway, are, are, are really good at everything. Mm-hmm. So recognize that, find out what you need help on, and you know there's some tremendous people out there who've helped me so much, and I, I think that's something that no one should be too proud to admit. Ah, brilliant advice. Excellent. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and GTO Engineering? Well, you can go to our website, which is www.gtoengineering.com or there's always the phone. Absolutely. And I would encourage our listeners to check out Mark Shono's page on carsyad.com. Click on that link to GTO Engineering. You're going to be blown away at what they're doing. Just absolutely spectacular. If you get a chance to 
visit them in the new LA facility. You can talk to Steve there and he'll walk you around, but uh, check out what they're doing. It's really, really spectacular. Mark, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.